Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Kicking It with Kiki. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Kicking It With Kiki, Life, Love, and All That Other Shit. I am your host, Kiki Chanel, award-winning author, lifestyle blogger, certified life coach, and now the owner of a lifestyle magazine called 19 Magazine. Go to 19-magazine.com to get your copy. Y'all know how I do. I'm back for season six with one of my faves. Y'all should know who he is, but in case you don't, I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself. Tim, what's up? How y'all doing today? Y'all already know it's your boy Tim, host of the Real Talk with Tim podcast. Currently in season, currently about to walk into season seven, just finished up season six. Um, Listen, I got a whole bunch of heat on the table that's about to come. Uh, If y'all want to go binge, listen to season six, season five, four, three, two, one, go ahead, check it out. Go listen to all the episodes of me and Kiki. We always drop heat together. Uh, I'm currently about to get on YouTube now, uh, but with, yeah, you know, a lot of people been asking me to get on YouTube. I've also been speaking on it, but uh, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, AHA Radio, all of that. But with YouTube, I will say that, you know, sometimes you might get picture and audio and, and video and audio, you know, depending on my mood, if I want to be on camera or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing yeah. wrong with that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you for bringing me back on, Kiki. You know, we make magic together all the time. Thank you for bringing me on. You know, you done been on every season except season one, and that's only because I didn't know you then. But you done been on season two to six. So, yeah, we just riding the wave. Same with me. I just just saw that the other day, too. I said, man, she's been on every season. Yes. Yeah. Hey, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, why we got to fix it, right? Right. Absolutely. And again, I want to congratulate you on your magazine. Thank you. Yes. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you post. I need people Already. to go and, and buy the magazine. Not because it's my magazines, because I have some amazing writers. The content is fire. The features are fire. You learn so much stuff about finance, food, fitness, all the Fs. So that's what we're focusing on on 19 Magazine. So y'all make sure y'all go and check it out. It is digital right. and print. With that being said, Tim, we got a good one today, man. And before we get started, I want to do a disclaimer. Today's episode can get a little heavy. The opinions are simply that, the opinions of myself and my my guest, Tim. Uh, We are not professionals. And if you find yourself getting triggered by some of the things that we talk about, take a break, step away from the episode. And if you feel like you're getting anxious to the point where you need to speak with someone, 
please reach out to a professional, a licensed professional. Um, it's okay to not be okay. The problem uh, occurs when we stay that way. So with that being said, today's episode is called Emotional Baggage, right? We all have emotional baggage. And my definition of emotional baggage is holding on to emotions that should that we should have let go a long time ago that causes us emotional damage. Sometimes we hold on to stuff too long. And before we realize it, years being gone by, we miss out on living and simply exist in this thing called life. Tim, when it comes to emotional baggage, what would you define it as for you? Just I would define emotional baggage as something that you carry that you still carrying on from whenever it first started. Like um, and and if in most cases, if you carrying it on, that means it never left it. That means you're not over it, or that Mm -hmm. means you still like, I don't know, maybe heartbroken over it, or you still mad about it, you still sad about it. You it basically is unresolved. Absolutely. That's unresolved is how I look at it. Absolutely. That's great. That's a great definition. So y'all drop in the comments what y'all's definition of emotional baggage is. And we're going to get into the three types of emotional baggage. And we all have them or had been been through them at some point. The first type of emotional baggage that we're going to talk about is childhood. I recently did a, a juicing challenge like last year in January. Shout out to Lady Key. Uh, she is amazing. Y'all go follow her. And we had to go back to heal the inner child. And I realized that I was holding on to emotional baggage from when I was five years old and eight years old when I lost my paternal grandmother. And I didn't realize that I was holding on to that emotional baggage until I went through that challenge. And what I held on to was self-love. I didn't feel like anybody loved me after I after she left me. I felt like when she left here, all of the love that, I was receiving went away with her. So do you recall or can you still think of a time where you're holding on to emotional baggage from childhood? Well, when I think about my childhood, I think about the biggest the, the biggest emotion that I carry from my childhood is having an absent father. Mm. That's the biggest thing I carry. And even now as a as a grown man, it's like I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? I know what to do out here in the world. You know what I'm saying? But I still like he was the missing piece that could have like he was supposed to have led me. Mm-hmm. Right. Led me. He was supposed to have taught me, taught me how things are, taught me how to be a man. And it's not that I don't don't I don't know how to be a man, but I feel like and y'all can beat me up about this. I don't care. This is how I feel. I was actually thinking about this today. I was like, I don't feel like like with my mother. You know, she did a great job raising me, taking care of me. But I feel like I wasn't, uh, I feel like I wasn't led the way I was supposed to have been led. And it don't have nothing to do with my mother at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing, absolutely nothing. It had everything to do with not having the male guidance. It right. didn't even necessarily have to be my father, but it was supposed to be. That's mm-hmm. the thing. God, God said he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but... I could have had I could have had any male guidance. Mm-hmm. So so my emotional uh baggage comes from like I should have learned a lot of things 
when I was a kid and growing up, maybe to teenage years or 20s or whatever, it was a lot of stuff that I could have learned, but I didn't learn until I had to make the fucking mistakes mm-hmm. to learn it. So I and and I and and I I think is I like this episode title because I was literally thinking about this this morning mm. <clears throat> because it's no no like I ain't trying to hide nothing so like you know financially I gotta get my shit together right mm-hmm. but it's like I was like man I need like a side hustle I need something and podcasting is fun it's cool but you know I'm not really making money off of it like that like mm-hmm. I like. You know, I ain't making no money off a podcast where I can say, oh, this my this is my hustle. Right. It is, but it's not it's not like what it's a, what I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. So like the with my father been missing out my childhood, like he's in my life now. But what pisses me off is and I'm not going I'm not going to go all the way to another topic. But I'm just saying what pisses me off is I literally and I ain't even, like I said, y'all look, I'm being real about this. Hey. I asked this man to help me with something this morning. Mm-hmm. I asked him to help me something this morning. Mind you, I'm about to be 37 years old in May. I asked this man to help me something with help me with something this morning. And you know what he told me? He told me he can't, he don't got it, or he he's fucked up right now, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I don't in my mind, it sounds crazy when I say this. I don't care about you being messed up. I don't, because you in your 60s, I've been messed up for fucking 37 years. Yeah. Whenever I come to you and ask for something, you supposed to just give it for real, for real. Especially you if you don't not the if you're not the person that always asks for anything. Right. I yeah. never asked him for anything. Yeah. I See, never. Like wow. even even getting back in contact with the dude, I never asked him for nothing. Wow. And and I purposely sometimes when I like, I mean, today was just a test for real. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice if he would if he would have helped me with something, but today was just a test. Me knowing how he is and how he would reply and stuff. I knew I didn't expect him to say yeah. Oh, I expected wow. that I expected to see how he would say no. That's mm, what I did. Wow. So I just be like, what if what if my father was the type of man that 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 actually did what he was supposed to do? I would be a different man. Mm. If he was a different man, I would have been a different man. Right. My mother can't teach me everything, man. Like, right. Absolutely you know not. So like I feel like if I would have learned about like credit earlier on or lurked about or if he would have if he did have the knowledge about women and stuff like that how they move out here i feel like that all that shit would have mattered so i feel like him being absent out my life it's like i hold on to it when certain topics get brought up or mm-hmm. when i do a lot of self-reflection that's when mm-hmm. i think about stuff like that but mm-hmm. for real for real i don't really like it's not something that i talk about every day or mm-hmm. like it's still there though mm-hmm. like don't bring up no fatherless topics and stuff like that because then i'm gonna get to talking yeah but what about you having a father in the house but they're not present do you think that causes more harm than not having a father at all because i know people that had their dad growing up but their dad wasn't present mentally emotionally they was just there physically or financially well if i had a father i would rather have a father there physically than financially I'm not but, even gonna lie. Hmm. Why you say that though? Because it, that's the only thing that matters. If you only, if you was the type of father that only sent my mother money and mm-hmm. you wasn't there, I'm mm-hmm. still gonna turn out the same way. Because mm-hmm. you ain't, you ain't doing nothing. Yeah, you're All not you're doing is giving her money. It. You're not right. teaching nothing. Mm-hmm. Or even being present in my life, like yeah, I don't think that 
a lot of people miss, yeah, it takes money to raise a child, but it also takes your time. The, child, the children will remember the times that you spent with each other. Like yeah. you can go for a walk. Or, it don't cost a whole lot of money to be in your child's life if you want to be in their life. You can go to the park and just sit down and chill, throw the ball around, teach them how to ride a bike. It's so many ways that that childhood uh, emotional baggage can come about. And the term and the term emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Now, emotional don't always mean cry. Right. Emotional mm-hmm. is is we already know it's all different type of emotions. Mm-hmm. So I'm the type of dude that like, well, first of all, I ain't even crying a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm not the type of dude that usually cries for real. And I, I don't know, I don't know the reason behind it, but I I like to, I like to uh like hold myself together. I like to, I don't, I like to not break. Mm. I like to not, not break and not show that things are breaking me too easy. So mm. like, you will never know how hurt I am unless I told you, or if you saw me talking about something and saw my mood changing within a matter of a seconds mm-hmm. while I'm talking, that's how you know when something really fucks me up. Right. But other than that, you're going to get regular emotions, regular cool laughing, joking, talking. You're going to get that because I don't really like letting people see that stuff like that. But do you believe that that's a form of emotional baggage, though? Holding on to yeah. stuff and not letting yeah, it out? It definitely is. That's what. That's why I'm glad we're talking about this. That's definitely <laughs> so why bad. do you believe? Why do you believe that you hold it inside, though? Where you? Where you? I, I have what? a. I have an understanding that like the reason. The reason this. This the only thing that I can think of of why I hold it inside. I think I hold it because I feel like not to say people don't care, mm. but I feel like you're gonna get. I don't like typical responses from people and you can't do nothing about it not that not that i'm even looking for you to do anything about it that's like this right that's like me saying man i'm broke as hell like every time i get my money i spend all my money on this one this and that and that i'm broke as hell why would i go throwing my broke problems on somebody else not like you can't you can't do nothing about it though so why am i just giving you this information Right. It's like you're not going to be met with uh, genuineness. Like Like people really don't care. Like, right. Right. I think people just like, I I, I think people just like, they like to just, they like to listen and give advice, but that's it. Not to say people supposed to give you more than just advice, Mm -hmm. but it's like, damn, like if, like if somebody come to me, they say, man, I don't got no job. I'm looking for a job. I'm broke. Blah, blah, blah. Now I could give you advice, but I could also say, Hey, try to apply my job. Right. Hey, try to have do a, this place. Try have to do a resolution, some type of that's resolution. That's my. That's me helping you. Yeah. Right. I can't. My help for you is not. Here go twenty dollars. Here go sixty dollars. Now, depending on who you are, that might be unless that's if that's something that could give you a boost to something better, then I might. But you know, I can help people in a bunch of different ways. But if I feel like I can't help you at all, I'm not even really about to just. Like why why I want why do I even want you to talk about that stuff though? Yeah. I can't offer you no help. You can't I can't I can't have you come live with me because you know maybe I got my kids here and I don't want to just throw somebody in my living room and mm-hmm. you know but I can I can help you figure stuff out though. Yeah, but you still creating a solution. You right. you creating 
you helping them come up with something. And right. sometimes that's all people need. They they may not think about the stuff that you actually think about because you probably knew somebody that went through it or you going through it or you've been through it yourself so you can actually help. I'm the type of person where if I don't have some type of resolution for you, I'm going to say, let's pray about it because that's my go-to. And if you're not a playing person, we don't need to be in each other's lives because God is the source of everything that I have. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a faith-based person. The things that I've overcome, it was nobody but the grace of God because I wouldn't be sitting here. You know, I've had so much emotional baggage over the years, and I'm glad that I was able to release that so I can begin in my healing journey because I was able to write a book about it. it. That was some of the e most emotional moments of my life writing this book. I was so vulnerable in the pages of this book. I probably, some people that knew me probably was like, damn, that's why she moved the way she moved. Strangers may be like, oh, damn, that's a form of weakness. Why would she tell all that? I told it because God said it was time. That book has been like five, six years in the making, mm -hmm. and it just came out this year. So yeah. I say all that to say is sometimes we have to create create our own space to feel vulnerable with ourselves so that we can realize, you know what? I see where this might be my emotional baggage. Like you just told us, you're like, damn, I already know what my emotional baggage is. Yeah. I don't really tell nobody because I don't feel like they care enough. Yeah. And some people just listen to respond. And I realized that so many people listen to get ammunition. So when they get mad at you That's to use thing. against you. And mm -hmm. you know what else? Like, notice, I want you to notice this. Notice how whenever anybody is having a breakdown, they crying or whatever the case may be, notice that there's always a person that that person calls. Uh-huh. Do you know why that is? Because they feel like you're the you're you're a safe space for them. Yep. They feel like they can be vulnerable with you and cry and stuff where there's no judgment. Mm -hmm. Or even if you're not crying on nothing. And mm -hmm. you it's even if you you just wanna get something off your chest. Yeah. Or somebody you can be yourself around. Right. Now, I mean, but sometimes you do got people who just don't like like some people don't like people seeing them cry though. Mm-hmm. You ever notice why I don't people like cover their either. eyes when they cry? I'll turn my face or I'll, I'll, I'll like try to shake it off or whatever. Right. But some people, they just like my people, like I've cried with you before. And I thank God that you're in a, you know, one of my safe spaces where I have people that I've known most of my life. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not telling you. Right. And then look, see some people when they cry. They just, they just, they just let it flow, right? They just mm -hmm. let it flow. They don't care. Well, they done made some of the craziest looking faces when they cry, everything. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Mm -hmm. But then some people, you know, shade. Why do you think people wear shades when they yeah. cry? Especially they look, here they go. They do right? it like this. Lift the shades up, wipe the tears, uh -huh. put the shades back down. They don't want people to see them see like that. Right. I pay attention to stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we can talk about childhood emotional baggage all day long, but we're going to move on to relationships because <laughs> okay why you laughing Tim go ahead go ahead that's a good one too that's a good yeah. one I feel like so many people carry emotional baggage from relationship to relationship they don't go through the healing journey it's almost like I don't want to be alone because I just I'm, I don't know myself or I don't know how to exist alone why do you believe that so many relationships stem from emotional baggage and the person that is entering the relationships don't realize that they're the problem that's bringing it. Uh, I really don't know um, why people don't realize um, 
like they're more scarred than they think they are. Mm -hmm. I think it's just, I think it just be them just trying to convince themselves that they can move on or that they can do anything no matter what happened to them. Um, it's just like a person who just got cheated on terribly, right? Mm -hmm. And they they be single for like a year, and but then that second, then the following year, they want to enter a relationship, thinking that they ready, but they really not. I don't see everybody different though. See everybody healed different. Mm -hmm. See, I, it's so it's no it's really no uh, right or wrong answer to how long you should heal, what you should do to heal. Because, you know, when I was younger, man, one of my heartbreaks, I'm telling you, like, I was, see, most men do this, though. I was off the chain with it. See, like, I was, I would talk to a bunch of girls just to get over one girl. Mm -hmm. And that's, you can't judge me off that. Because no. if that's what I chose to do to get my mind off of somebody, that's what I choose to do. Mm -hmm. Now, it sucks because in the process, I'm hurting other people. Yeah. But again this is my life that's mm -hmm. what i chose to do to distract myself mm -hmm. i can't be like everyone else and go sit in a room and read a book or listen to music or um i can't do that i mm -hmm. I, I just can't like mm -hmm. that's not how i want to heal right so my way is not right is not wrong and yours is not right or it's not wrong right if i chose i've been single for two years before mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but if I chose, if I shit, I don't even know if that was even long enough because during those two years, I was still doing my thing. So mm -hmm. it's like nobody can really judge me of that because because I was I was I was happy with what I was doing because I wasn't, you know, still acting press over somebody that wouldn't take me back. Right. And when so I like, say emotional damage in relationships, I'm not trying to throw anybody on the bus. I'm saying where you bringing it from relationship to relationship. Like if you know that you have a, a, a hard uh, time communicating and then you going from relationship to relationship closed off to communication. Yeah. How do you think that that's going to be a productive relationship? It's a whole lot of us. It's a whole lot of us who said us y'all. He said us. It's a whole lot of us. I'm yeah. going and I'm putting me and all of y'all in mm -hmm. the same category. It's a lot of us that do the same stuff we've been doing in previous relationships and in the current one. The only, the only thing, the only thing that I think that be happening is I think that little by little, we get better at the flaw. Yeah. Like with my communication, let's just say in my last five relationships, they all said, um, I don't do this one particular thing. Mm -hmm. Now with the first one, it was, it was bad. It was terrible. The second one, it was still bad. Third one, it started to get better. Fourth one, it was still there, but I got extremely better. You know what I'm saying? Like slowly, mm -hmm. but surely, you know how they say, see, like all of, a lot of us have all the relationships we've been to, been, it been in with people until we, let's just say we did, we talk, let's talk, let's, let's talk about a married person, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you got John and Amy. I don't know. John mm -hmm. and Amy been married for 20 years. But they both been in several relationships. Now, each relationship both of them been in, it molded them for each other when mm -hmm. they got married. Mm -hmm. So everything, every wrong thing that both of them did in all their relationships, they probably was doing that shit to all still, probably still got a little habit of it now. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, all, all we do, we're molding ourselves for our person at the mm -hmm. end. 
Mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. And then at the end of the day, people change every day. You could be married yeah. to somebody for 50 years and, and still don't know them. I think it's a conscious effort on our part as an individual to choose the person that we're with and to say, hey, is this person worth it? Or if this person worth it to go through the ups and downs because problems going to happen. It's going to happen. If you don't have a, if you have a relationship that's not flawed, what the hell you at? Hit me up. I want to know what your secret is. Yeah. It's unrealistic. You're going to yeah. have, you're going to have, you're going to bring in emotional baggage. The point is to understand what that emotional baggage is. Right. Be open enough with yourself to say, I need to communicate this to this person because this is my person. So y'all can figure out what works for y'all. It's all about right. the individuals in the relationship at the end of the right. day. And and see, if you can't acknowledge, if you can't acknowledge what your problem is, then you just an in denial person. Because mm-hmm. I already know I got communication problems. Mm. I tell y'all right now, every problem that I got, like, we'll be here all day. <laughs> now we ain't doing that. But, and but you I, got into one of tell, my but I will into... tell you, I will tell you one thing though. I'm I'm working on them. But the best times to work on these things is when you're single because if you keep on working on these things, you know, dealing with people, mm-hmm. you're just gonna make it worse. You're gonna make it worse each and every time. Yeah, because some of that sometimes you can come across somebody. See, this is a funny thing about life though. Sometimes you can come across sometimes I I believe I believe some of us are meant to um be with somebody that can actually change us though. I believe that they like they say no woman can change a man, no man can change a woman, whatever the case. Some people say stupid stuff like that. But I believe that there are humans out there that can change other humans. Yeah, but because that that other human stems in the want for change with that person. You love them enough. Y'all, y'all watch Zach and uh and Fatima, man. Nah. Listen, you know, Zach also- was like, this woman pours so much into me, she make me want to be better. Man, don't get me started with that show, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I watch that show heavily. If I start talking about it, I'm going to throw the whole topic away. Yeah, don't, no. don't, don't even do that. We're going to talk off air about that. Okay, okay. But I will say it's all about, it's like you just said, when I say there's always a person out there that can change you, there's always a person out there that know how to talk, that knows how to talk to you, get through to you way better than anybody you have dealt with. Absolutely. Like some women don't know how to talk to a man. Right. Some men don't know how to talk to a woman. Right. A woman. And this is why, and when it comes come to friendships, mm-hmm. this is why a lot of men can't be friends with each other or a lot of women can't be friends with each other. This is why opposite sex are better friends than the same sex friends. Mm-hmm. I believe that every woman should have an opposite sex friend and every man should. As long as those boundaries are set in place and you know that it ain't going to be no hunching, it's all good. Because I have friends that are guys, never looked at it romantically or whatever. They give me some of the best advice on relationships and everything. And I am not losing those friends at all. It will have to be something drastic that happens for me to let them people go. Like, for real. Like, I'm so serious. Okay, so we're going to move on from relationships because we could talk about that particular topic so many. Oh, that could be an hour-long show. We're going to talk about workplace emotional baggage. Let's go. All right, so I have been in management and corporate for a long, long time. I've worked for myself for a long, long time, and I've gone back to corporate. I don't come into 
the workplace trying to be friends with everybody. I don't do that. I try not to have emotional baggage from place to place where I work, but I'm a perfectionist when it comes to doing things. And if somebody ain't moving like I think they should move, mm-hmm. I look at them like, damn, you 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 just lazy or you're a lacquer or you incompetent. So let's talk about what 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 would be one of the things that you could say from all of the jobs that you've had. And I don't know how many you've had over the years. You say you about to be 37. So you probably been working for a minute like me. I've been working since I was 15 years old. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is some emotional baggage that you have actually carried from workplace to workplace or known from other people just having relationships with coworkers and things like that? That's like across the board. Well, I think I um I had a different uh emotion with every job. Mm-hmm. But I have had uh, certain jobs where the environment was uh, playful. Mm-hmm. And that's because I worked with uh, people from all different age groups. And um, like, for example, I used to work at Walmart. I used to work in the back room area where you unload the trucks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that work environment was a little childish. And I was there for maybe two and a half years or something like that. And I was so that was my longest job at the time. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But when I went to other jobs, like I think after that, I went to, I drove paratra- a paratransit van, uh, mm-hmm. Metro Access. Mm-hmm. And um, with that job, um, I I was a driver, and then I was also I also worked in the yard with the vehicles. So like with that job, when I worked in the yard with the vehicles, that job was that environment was uh, a little playful and childish, and emotions ran high back there and all that. So it was all different things happening back there, and I was there for three years. So uh, I I I got basically what I'm saying is I had a certain type of behavior that I was used to. Mm-hmm. And my job now is way more serious mm-hmm. and strict. And um, I would say, and I've been, and I'm about to be here for six years now. So um, I had to adjust in this job because I was still carrying on the playful vibe. Mm-hmm. No, don't get it twisted though. I'm still, I'm still a little playful in my job now. And that's because I've been working around the same people for a long time and I developed close relationships and stuff. Right. But, like that, that's that's my example because I've been a lot of I've been at a lot of jobs with a playful environment, and I just you know I carried the playful ways into all my jobs, and I don't even think it got anything to do with the jobs though. I think that's just how I am, mm-hmm. and that's how I adjusted so well with those jobs. 
but there is a big adjustment with this job because I can't be too playful because mm -hmm. they let you go just like that no matter how long you've been there. Yeah. And I think I think that matters like the people that you come in contact with from job to job or the place that you work with, because some jobs allow you to be playful. Some jobs are strict as hell. Some jobs, they like to micromanage you. Mm. I, I, I work remotely, so I'm in my office by myself. I don't have anybody looking over my shoulder. So I have a lot of freedom when it comes to that. And then I'm used to working for myself. So I'm used to setting my own time. Uh, getting off when I want to get off, working when I want to work, you know, stuff like that. So I think that now having a schedule that I have to keep because I'm on other people's time, right. it's a little challenging because it's like, dang, I, I could have been doing this for myself, but right. it is what it is. But I think, I think, I don't really think that emotional baggage in the workplace is more than the childhood uh, emotional baggage or the relationship uh, emotional baggage unless you have a workplace romance then it could get a little tricky i've never had a workplace romance what you what, what you saying over there you had one too uh it depends on what you call a workplace romance <laughs> it definitely Were depends you int on being that. intimate with someone let's put it like that i definitely had that mm -hmm. definitely had that but um but what I will say about workplace uh, relationships overall, see, when you're working around somebody for a long time, uh, you're naturally y'all going to get close because y'all work together. And when you go to work, you going to work every day. It's just like you going home every day. Yeah. So that's why they say sometimes your coworkers can become like sometimes yeah. your coworkers know you better than your family because uh -huh. they they the ones who see your. They like they first of all they see you every day just like your family see you every day. Mm -hmm. They see your, they see the emotions that you bring from home, mm -hmm. and your family see the emotions you bring from work. Mm -hmm. So they both see a side of you that the other don't see. Right. So it's fifty fifty mm -hmm. for real for real. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. And when they that's say good. when they say when people say they don't come to work to make friends or they don't mm -hmm. come to work they they just cut to work and go home that's bullshit. When you when people say, I just go to work, do my job, and go home. How can you do that? That's that's when I say that's boring, I mean like not that you're supposed to be having have this big old group of friends and stuff. Y'all supposed to hang out. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. These are people you work with every day. You mean to tell me the only words out your damn mouth to this person would be work-related? Like no side conversations, no nothing. Is that I have done that, Tim. I have yeah, done that. Yeah. I've done that because I was played so much at that job by people. And it was a it was a lot of turnaround. So me being a manager, I was I couldn't get used to them because they wouldn't stay or they did some shit where I had to fire them and they was gone. So right. I have I developed that mentality where I, I put up a wall. I can't get close to these people because they're going to be gone. I did that for six months. It made me physically ill. Every time I went to that job, I got sick to my stomach because I was all work and no play. So it created a whole lot of anxiety. I was uptight. People was like, hey, Miss Kiki, uh, you just you just seem like you're just so serious all the time. I was like, to y'all, right? you know, not my people. But I did that for six months. It can be done. Is it healthy? No, it's not. And I wouldn't suggest you doing it. But like Tim said, you don't have to be all buddy, buddy and hanging out after work. 
but at least be able to be cordial and have some conversations to make the day go easier. Yeah, I'm 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 glad you acknowledge that it ain't healthy. Oh no, it's I'm not glad, healthy. I'm glad at you all. acknowledge mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. it's definitely not. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. I guess I guess it depends on your personality because if you already not a sociable person like that, then that stuff, then that kind of thing will work well with you. Mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, I'm 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 hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I one minute I'm sociable, next minute I'm not. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not, I'm probably just like thinking a lot or overwhelmed with something that I want to just self-reflect on real quick. And then I'm back to my normal self. Right. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. So we're about to get into, I want to ask you this question before we get into five ways to combat emotional baggage. Do you feel like more women or more uh, men carry emotional baggage and why? Um, Probably us. And the reason why I say us, because we we're when you carry a baggage, you're holding on to it. Mm-hmm. That means that that means you're not like not too many people know about it. That means you don't talk about it like that. You keep it to yourself. You're a closed book. All of that. Mm-hmm. That's why I say us. The reason why I don't say women is because nine times out of 10 women are going to spill what's wrong with them. They emotional. Right. They more emotional than us. And they're going to spill it. They're going to talk about it. And they're going to get it off their chest. And women are actually stronger than what we get them credit for. Way more stronger. We're, we're, uh, see, we might be physically stronger, but they are holding on to stuff. Don't make you emotionally stronger. Right. And I, and I got to tell myself that because when you, when you have someone who, uh, speaks on something that they know, uh, traumatized them or broke them that strength itself that strength in itself mm-hmm. you got a podcast our fellow podcasters you got podcasters who get on here and talk about their traumatic experiences and things that almost got them locked up or got them mm-hmm. and got them killed and mm-hmm. when you get on here and you talk about that for people to hear that's fucking that's strength yes that's strength that means you yes. don't that means you don't care you're speaking your truth and you ain't worried about who don't accept it. And and some people do it. The the reasons that they do it be good too, because they want, they want other people to, um, you know, kind of maybe do what you did to get out of those situations or something. I understand that it's okay to talk about it. As long as you telling your truth, it's okay to talk about it because that's a form of healing. Cause when you hold all this emotional baggage inside, it's causing other problems. You can create heart disease, stress, anxiety, all kind of stuff. And so I advise anybody, if you're carrying an emotional baggage and nine times out of ten, you know that you're carrying it because you feel, feel anxious. You feel like it is. If you feel like that, talk to somebody, man. You have somebody, at least one person that you know that will listen when you talk and not judge you. And if you don't, I'm pretty sure that you can reach out to myself or Tim and we will listen and give you the best advice that we possibly can. Again, we are not professionals and we're not trying to be. Uh, I also know professionals that I can refer you to. If they if they reach out to you, Tim, and you need some names, hit me up and I'll give you some professional names. To show. I'm pretty sure you know some that you can refer them to as well. But we're going to get into it's a, five. It's, a, huh? it's, a, it's one more thing I want to say something about. I feel like they hold on to their emotions because... You know, I made a reel about this because I think uh, men don't like to seem less than a man or seem like they so-called crying about something or mm-hmm. complaining about something. 
Like I I've I have plenty of time and this is why I be so closed in because I've I've just spoke on things like things that thing that things that were uh, bothering me or financially and stuff like that. Just was speaking about my problems, you know, what bill I got to pay, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do that. I've said that plenty of times to a set of ears and they said, um, it ain't no sense in complaining about it. You know, you, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for myself, when I have spoken on things before I've been told it was complaining. And I've also said that about people too. Mm. And I'm mad enough to say that I've said that about people and people have said that about me. Unfortunately, the world that we live in now, when people are just speaking on things, it comes off as, as complaining. Yeah. This is why people don't talk. I don't know for the life of me. I don't know how that will change. I don't know when it will change. Hopefully people grow up emotionally, my, myself included. So maybe I can stop saying that to people and maybe people can stop saying that to me. And Ooh. I think it's all about I think it's all about delivery too. how mm. people deliver their words to you. This is why men be like, like, I, like, like me, I'd be like, man, you be all right. Like, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't I don't some people don't like the vulnerable exchange of words, mm -hmm. so to say, like, I don't know. Hopefully things change. Hopefully things change, but I think that when people are vibrating low, that's what you're going to get. They will look at you communicating how you feel as you complaining about it. Sometimes you just need to, to talk about it and get it off your chest so that you can move on. So when someone has healed or did that self-reflection and has gone through that emotional baggage dump and unpacked all of that, you can tell when you talk to somebody if they're carrying that emotional baggage. And as a life coach, I help people unpack that emotional baggage. So all of the clients that I've worked with, unless they didn't pick back up some, you are dealing with high vibrational people. They understand, they put themselves in it, and they don't judge. We shouldn't do that, but we're human, so it happens every day. Um, with that being said, we're about to talk about five ways to combat, combat emotional baggage. The first one is admitting. And we talked about that. We talked about you got to admit that there's a problem in order to start your healing journey. So yeah. what is one piece of advice that you would tell somebody about the first way to combat, combat emotional baggage when it comes to admitting? Admitting. Um, just find just just think about somebody who you are the most the most comfortable with. Think about somebody who makes you feel comfortable, who, who's your safe space, somebody that you know for sure, without a doubt in your mind, that won't judge you at all. If it, if you know somebody like that, that's a person or that's the type of person that you can uh, admit to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The second way is acknowledge. If you don't acknowledge the issue, it only gets bigger. So what would you tell somebody about acknowledging the problem? You have to acknowledge first. Just, just stop being stubborn and, you know, just, just, just realize you have a problem. Like just stop being stubborn, man. That's, that's, those are stubborn people who, mm -hmm. who don't acknowledge their problems or people who think that they too good to have a problem or mm -hmm. people who think they perfect to have a problem or people think that they, that they got it figured out pretty much. Mm -hmm. If you oh, I love that. think like that, those are the people like if you, just stop thinking you all that, man. Just 
Just stop Thanks. thinking you all that. Just stop thinking you you can't do no wrong. I know plenty of people who talk like they can't do no wrong, who talk mm -hmm. like they perfect. And Nobody those are is. those are the first people in line who who got a problem acknowledging what their problem is. Facts. And number three is accepting it. Once you accept that there's a problem, healing can begin. You can't, if you don't admit, acknowledge, and accept it, guess what? The cycle is only going to continue. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that acceptance because self-acceptance is a big thing. But accepting that there, I've, I've admitted, I've acknowledged it, and now that I accept it, then I can move forward. So let's talk about that acceptance. Again, if you stubborn as hell, you already got a problem with accepting anything. Right. <laughs> if you if you stubborn, you ain't going, you already... First of all, that's the first step for me. If you have certain uh, personality traits or whatever, you you ain't doing none of this. You ain't about to acknowledge your problem. You mm -hmm. ain't going to accept the problem. You mm -hmm. ain't even going to accept constructive criticism about your problem. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, you can, and, and usually those are people who don't like to listen. Again, people who think they got all the answers or people who think that they don't, like, they, they good. I'm good. I got it. I don't need nothing. I don't need this. I don't need no therapy. Right. Shit, I said that. I, I said that before. Mm -hmm. I said I don't need no therapy. You know why I said that? Because I feel like. I feel like this, sitting on a couch or on a chair talking to a therapist, I feel like it's the same as, sometimes I feel like it's the same as talking to that person that have all those things I named. Sometimes I feel like it's that person who you have a safe space with, who you trust, who you know won't judge you. I feel like that's the same thing. The only difference is that they're a professional at reading people and uh, picking people's brains and stuff like that. They, 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 made a, they made a career out of it. That's mm -hmm. the only difference. That's the same as someone knowing you their whole life. Shit. That's just like your mother or somebody who a, a person who gave you life and raised you mm -hmm. know you better than a therapist knows you. But the problem is most of our most of our uh, trauma that comes from our childhood. Like, let's just say like like when me and my father situation. If I was to sit on a couch and talk to my father about everything like this that I'm saying, he's not going to acknowledge or accept his problem. He's not going to accept that he's the one that caused it. Right. But you know what he would do, though? The same thing everybody else would do. They would start talking about their problems, uh -huh. talking about why they wasn't around uh -huh. and why it was so hard, uh -huh. why they couldn't be there. They justify why, it. You know what I'm saying? Like they would be justifying their, they would be justifying it, mm -hmm. which don't help you because you mm -hmm. don't want to hear justification. Right. You want to just unpack your feelings and tell you why I'm like this. Right. Let's just say you had a mother who uh had men running up all through the house and she ain't give you the best upbringing or whatever. You grow up, you start being like that. And you start, you you go seek help. You talking to somebody. You're like, look, this is why I'm like this. I saw this. I saw that. You sitting down one-on-one. -on -one, you talking with your mother. She's listening, but she about to justify. 
Yeah. He about to say, I had to do this to keep the lights on. And mm-hmm. I, I, da, 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 da. I don't want to hear that. Are you listening to me? No. And that's the that's thing. People don't want to listen. People don't want to listen. People listen to respond, not to hear what you're saying. And you know what all what all that the person that's doing the unpacking, you know all they want to hear? I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to fix it. That's I would do better. Mm-hmm. I do better. That's all yeah. they want to hear. But I realized when when I you know what when I realized that I cannot fault my parents for something that they didn't have. That's when I saw life different. Because at the end of the day, we don't know what their traumas were because they're not gonna talk to us and tell us. So we can't say. Well, you had both your parents in the house, so you should understand why I'm, I'm upset because I don't have my one of my parents in the house. We don't know what because they don't talk about it. They were they were t- told you got to go out there, work, raise your family. Don't talk about your problems. What happened in the house stayed in the house, blah, blah, blah. And they the cycle goes on and on. And somebody from our generation that says, you know what? Enough of this bullshit. We about to break this cycle because it stops with me. My kids would not have to go through this. My kids will have me to listen and, and talk to them and not feel like they can't be vulnerable with me as a parent. And here they are running the streets with somebody that's actually listening, but they ain't meaning no good because they keeping tabs. Remember when I sat down with you and, and listen, well, I need you to come do this for me. And then here they go caught up in some shit. Right. But yeah, so yeah, once you accept everything, then you have to adjust. Set new habits that bring positive change in your life. Because if you acknowledge something, and you admit something and you accept it, but you don't adjust accordingly, guess what? You're going to start repeating that cycle. So adjusting, what can you say about that? I feel like as long as you accept, acknowledge, you can adjust. But but before you adjust, you have to, um, I feel like, I feel like a person with uh, that much uh, emotional baggage I don't feel like they can adjust by themselves, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to need help adjusting. Mm-hmm. You're going to need help from your peers that have all of those similar characteristics that I named. You're going to need for them to help you adjust. And once and once they get you started, once they get you going, then you can go. It's just like teaching a baby how to walk. Mm-hmm. You but you got to start. You got to start. You got to learn how to walk all over again. Mm-hmm. Your emotions got to learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. You need help. You need somebody to hold your hand a little bit. And then and then you'll be all right after that. It should be no reason. See, once you started to uh acknowledge your baggage, mm-hmm. you accept your baggage, and you admit mm-hmm. your baggage, mm-hmm. once you do all of that, it's like it's like a relief. Mm-hmm. It's a release. It's weight off your shoulders now. Mm-hmm. So it's already out. You unpacked it. Now is your now is your job to let somebody hold your hand for a little bit. Just a no little bit. No matter how old you are, you can be fucking 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody's helping you. And just like a person that went through a traumatic experience, they, they the first thing that they're looking for is that shoulder to lean on. Mm-hmm. Maybe not literally, physically, right? Like 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 what I'm saying, but they looking for everybody goes straight to a person when they're going through something. Mm-hmm. They go straight to a person. If you ain't go, to, if you ain't going straight to a person, that means you don't have nobody, which is yeah. it's understandable. It's sad though, because we're not put here to be go through life alone. 
So if you if you feel like you don't have anybody, like look inwardly and realize that's not healthy. Figure out why. Because have you pushed all those people away? Have you let your guard down enough to let them in just a little bit to see that they are not trying to hurt you? Because I've been guilty of that. I push people away because I felt hurt. I felt like I couldn't be vulnerable with people. And I felt like people didn't give a damn because I was an afterthought. I felt like that. I had to go back and realize, why, why do you feel like that? And until I acknowledged that and accepted that, then I was able to adjust. But I did go to therapy and that helped, that helped me. Right. And so the last thing is you can achieve. Once you admit, acknowledge, accept, and adjust, you can achieve your goals of unpacking that mental baggage, of having those hard conversations with parents, friends, coworkers, or whatever. But do you believe that you can achieve unpacking that mental baggage alone? No, you can't. Like I said, like I said, you're going to need somebody to help you adjust. Mm -hmm. You'll need somebody to help you get started to um, achieve the things that you want to achieve. That's what it is at the end of the day. Like, at the end of the day. Once you got somebody to help you, then you're going to be able to achieve it on your own. Well, Absolutely. achieve with the help of somebody, of course. Right. This has been a great conversation. Tim dropping them gems, man. Listen, hey, all about that episode. mental baggage, man. It's a good episode. Listen. All right. So before we get out of here, I want to ask you some some words, right? And I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind, because these things that I'm about to ask you have all created some form of mental baggage. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wanting to see. So I'm getting your brain a little bit. So when I add, when I say the word, you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, to mind. All right. So loyalty. Friends. Connection. Mother. Commitment. Relationship. Feelings. Ah, that's a good one. Uh, when I think of feelings, I think of my emotions. Expression. Am I giving one word or I just say what just I what, think? Whatever, whatever you think. Oh, when I think of expression, um, I think of how hard it is for me to express my, my feelings. Mm, acceptance. Uh, acceptance. When I think of acceptance, I think of how far I've come for me to start accepting my my problems, mm. my issues. Well, and then like when you can acknowledge your own shit, yeah, man, you 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 unstoppable. And the last one, and you said it, friendship. Friendship. I think of uh, I think of loyalty. Because loyalty is hard to find, especially in friends. Friends, because friends will turn. I I can't even. Well, friend friends will turn their backs on you, and they will turn their backs on you over money, um, mm -hmm. jealousy, mm -hmm. and yeah, money and jealousy. I think those are two biggest things that cause a wedge between friends. Because sometimes you got a lot of friends that want what you have or can't get what you have. Would you really call them friends, though? That's that's the problem. That's mm. the problem, Sam. That's why I say friends when it comes to loyalty, because that's what you want. Mm -hmm. That's what you need. Yeah, you need somebody that if 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 you doing just a little bit more than them in life. Not I ain't gonna use the word better. If you doing a lot more, that 
comes off as better, then mm-hmm. you need that friend that's not going to get jealous of what you got and want to take it from you or want to not be your friend no more because you got it and they don't. Oh, when mad they come and you get your shine on, here they go talking yeah. to the tabloids and telling everything. Yeah, I right. think the example, perfect example of friendships was when Chad Chad with Bozeman got sick. Mm-hmm. His friends didn't; they kept his secret. Nobody knew. Right. right. We didn't know until he was gone that he had, was sick all this time doing right. movies and stuff. You need people in your life like that. Right, and that's why I said when you uh, unpacking all that stuff, all that emotional baggage and all that, you need to be with somebody that won't judge you and somebody you trust and who your safe space. Somebody got all that. You ain't got to worry about nothing afterwards. Absolutely. So you guys have been listening to another episode of Kicking It With Kiki, Life, Love, and all that other shit. I have been joined with my special guest, Tim, from Real Talk With Tim podcast. Tim, tell the people how they can go ahead and tune into the podcast, celebrate you, support you, and all the things. Oh, y'all can uh, find me on Instagram at Real Talk With Tim podcast. Twitter, RTWT Podcast, TikTok, Real Talk with Tim Podcast, YouTube, Real Talk with Tim Podcast. Uh, it's a Real Talk with Tim Podcast party, y'all. I'm okay. just saying. Uh, Absolutely. Listen, like I said, the YouTube uh, season seven will start uh, this coming uh, this coming Saturday, which will be February the 3rd, I believe. Um, listen, by the time you hit this episode, it'll already be out. Go check it out. Um, yeah, it will be audios, audios and videos. Um, I'm excited to see what my numbers will look like because I know what my numbers do when it's just audio. So I'm excited to see the 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 like how they divide, like how many more views or uh plays I get. It's gonna on blow YouTube up. And it's gonna blow up, watch. You know, so. But but yeah, just expect like I mean, like I said, it'll probably be out by the time y'all hit this. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna speak as if y'all already watching it. So if you ain't watching it already, then is there will be videos like actual recordings on YouTube, but then other video other uh videos you'll see like a picture, but you'll still see the audio. So y'all see y'all get y'all gonna get a little mix. It's cool. But yeah, check me out, y'all. Absolutely. So any last remarks or any parting words with all of the listeners about emotional baggage? Um, Just hang in there. Hang in there. Um, just do everything we said, except acknowledge. Um, Admit. I think I think I think the main things the main thing is to acknowledge and accept. Those are two biggest things that I that I love because mm-hmm. uh, most people don't know how don't know how to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. But but some people do know how to acknowledge, but won't accept. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But just hanging there, like she said in the beginning, we're not professionals. We're not trying to say we're the go-tos. Oh, we got all the answers. Just talk to somebody you trust. And um, I know it's hard to hold back them tears, but hold them back. Or if you don't feel like holding them back, let them go. Just let them flow. You might need a good cry. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with a good cry. With that being said, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Purple Hugs, and I'll see you back next week. Next Thursday, same time, same place, different guests. Later. Kicking it with Kiki.